In the 1980s, a cartoonist called Jeff Nurek created a game called Spikeball. So the basic purpose of the game is to prevent your opponents from hitting a ball back to your team. At the time, unfortunately, the game did not become extremely popular, but it had an effect on one man called Chris Reuter. Chris, at the time, worked for a company called Live Nation Entertainment, uh, a concert producer production company, and never had any experience in entrepreneurship or business. When Chris went on a trip to Hawaii with a few of his buddies, he picked up a set of spike ball he had from his childhood and played the game for days on days on the beach in Hawaii. Uh, When on the beach, he had hundreds of people walk by and ask about the game. This got him thinking. What if he could actually revive this childhood game? So he and his buddies set out on the mission to revive the game. The first step was to make sure that they could actually make the product. So in 2007, Chris went to a lawyer and asked about patents on the product. Fortunately, the previous patent had expired, which meant that Chris could bring back the game. So he collected the funds for the company. The funds came from Chris and his buddies, who altogether raised $100,000. With this money, they could hire a toy designer and build relations with a toy factory in China, which would produce the product. For the next six years, Chris worked on Spike Ball after coming home from work and after spending time with his family. Unfortunately, through this process, he slowly came to realize that his partners were not as dedicated as him and did not put as much effort into the business as he did. So he talked to his partners and traded with them. For less work, the partners would give him would give Chris more shares of the company. In 2013, Chris hit a very big milestone, $1 million in revenue. At this point, he and his wife deemed that it was safe enough for him to leave his day job and put 100% of his time into Spikeball. Two years later, Spikeball appeared on Shark Tank and landed a deal with Damon John. After landing the deal for 20% of the company for five hundred grand. Damon demanded that Spikeball uh, featured Spider-Man on their sets. Chris rejected the demand, ending the deal between Spikeball and Damon John. Although this was a major step back, step back for Chris and his company, um, with Shark Tank airing the episode featuring Spikeball, when 7 million people watched the episode, revenue came pouring in. And since then, the company has grown more and more, and now Chris aims to make Spikeball America's new game. After the break, I will discuss more about the community surrounding Spikeball, and then I will give my opinion about Spikeball. First, a message from our sponsor for this episode. It's pretty rough, huh? It's great, actually. I've been listening to Audible. It's audiobooks, news, meditations. Gotta go. You know, I do think it's weird you've started commuting when you work from home. I'll be in my office. Download Audible and start every day off right. Since 2007, the game itself hasn't changed at all. But the culture around the game has. As mentioned before, Chris aims to make Spikeball America's national sport. And and they have attempted to do so in ordinary and different ways. 
Of course, there's traditional advertising, but Spikeball has its own app. This app is kind of like Instagram, where there's a live feed where users can post pictures or videos of their games or their customized nets. But in my opinion, the most interesting feature of the app is the map. On the map, the user can post an invitation to a game with details about a game. For example, if I had the app, uh, I could post an invitation to a game on Monday at 6 on the Morristown Green and say that the game is just a leisurely game and I need two more people to come and play. Then other users could see the invitation and come and play with me. Reuter added this aspect to the game to increase usage and to develop a community and connect the community surrounding the game. Another aspect of the community is the competitive aspect. There's a huge competitive community surrounding Spikeball, with all the people over the world coming together to compete for the national title of Spikeball World Champion. Tournaments are a huge part of Spikeball and are a big attraction to the game as the company hosts tournaments on beaches and on turf fields all year round. As we approach the end of this episode, I want to add my personal opinion on this company. I find that the story of this company is amazing from the inspiration of the company to how it's developed to where it is now. Spikeball depicts how hard work and perseverance pays off. Although it is a great company, I found that it could do more in publicizing its product, as I've had trouble finding advertisement for the product. I don't know if it's because it's winter currently or something in that regards, but there are no signs of any advertisement for the company or the product in retrospect. I think if the company specifically targeted beach towns, sorry, I think if the company specifically targeted beach towns or surf communities, they would make a lot of money. Overall, I praise Chris Reuter for persevering and standing up for himself. Also, I'd like to mention that uh, I found this quote about him, which I really agree with, and which, in which he says, uh, the best thing about being self-made is to every day be able to wake up and decide what he's going to do. This has been Long and Short Stories. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.